What's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of Dad Needs to Talk. I am your host, Robert. And today, I pondered the question, what if I've read and bought a lot of manga this week <laughs> and my twin daughters started their own business? So let's talk about all that and more. Let's get to it. Alright, so, welcome to Danny's Talk, as always, if this is your first time here, welcome, or if you're a returning listener, welcome back. At Danny's Talk, you know it's always about fatherhood and family, manga, anime, TV, and sometimes video games. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, as usual, you know the podcast, or go to dannystalk.com where that is the central hub for everything that I do regarding the podcast as well as my the Danny's Talk YouTube channel because there is stuff that is on the YouTube channel that I that is not anywhere in the podcast feed. So make sure to go to Danny's Talk uh, YouTube channel and subscribe to that as well so you'll be able to catch all the fun and awesome stuff that I am creating for y'all. So yeah, um, I hope everybody out there is having an awesome week. I hope everybody had an awesome weekend uh, for myself. <laughs> it, it was kind of a uh, a mixed bag just, just to kind of be be honest and be transparent about that. Um, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, I, I, guess, I guess like up front, I kind of want to for sure give, you know, as I feel like I do pretty often, but I want to do it again. Give a just a big shout out to everybody out there. Um, I had an awesome interaction with someone on Twitter last week, um, and I, I should have put up his name, so forgive me. But um, I believe I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was already I was already following this person, and he had did a very kind gesture to where he did a post to where he was like, "Hey, I have some free time. Anybody out there that wants, you know, me to listen to their podcast." And give, you know, constructive criticism or just feedback, post it below and I'll, you know, listen to it and get back to you. Well, I did that and, you know, he, he has some uh, very, very awesome things to say, which, you know, I, I am definitely, you know, is very, very happy to hear, you know, just knowing like, okay, hey, you know, still, you know, still under six months, you know, but that somebody actually gave a, you know, a very positive uh, feedback for me and actually you know what let, let, let me find the post and, and just read it real quick if y'all don't mind okay and because because I want to like I want to give a uh, credit where credit is due so it was a uh, um, the person behind the uh, digital dissection podcast um, they had shared you know thanks for sharing your show I appreciate getting to hear about your personal week and the niche niche that you cover I think it really helps to be able to connect to your listeners in ways that not every show takes the time to expand on. And then, you know, sorry to hear about, you know, what happened with my mother, with my mother and sister. Um, you know, imagine it can be easy to share, but you build, basically, you know, building a connection. Um, he said the, the, the sound quality or the, Lord, I'm stumbling over my words. <laughs> my audio sounds great. 
and he appreciates the production value of my show, potentially having to do with my background in IT. And yeah, he just you know kind of kept going from there, and just uh, said that you know maybe maybe I should look into potentially you know collaborating with others and stuff, which you know I already told him and stuff. Uh, and plus, I, I and also I didn't read like every single word that he wrote. Um, like I said, I just kind of just like truncated that a bit, but you know, that, that definitely is still something on the docket that, you know, I'm kind of building towards, but like I said, I just wanted just to give him a shout out for, you know, for taking the time to listen to my show and to provide feedback, you know, cause like I said, it's always much, much appreciated to hear from others. Cause you know, sometimes, you know, it's like, like I've mentioned before, sometimes it's very hard to gauge, especially since it's mainly just me, you know, doing the show solo. Like, okay, think I'm doing a good job. <laughs> you know, you know, people keep tuning in, so I guess, you know, I guess somewhere out there something is going right. But, you know, through through that conversation I had had with them, they introduced me to a whole other circle of people, like a whole like fifty people. <laughs> and that was like very awesome. You know, because cause I had mentioned like, hey, I, I am always down to network and collaborate and just, you know, work with other people. And they introduced me to this other group. And yeah, it, it was it was a very positive experience. You know, like I said, just just somebody out there doing good work for the podcast community as a whole. And then, like I said, it led to me making all these other awesome connections because, you know, a, a, a good chunk of this circle that I got introduced to you know, kind of do a lot of nerd stuff or nerd tangentially stuff. So a lot of, a lot more like video game podcasts, uh, especially like a lot of like comic book people um, and a handful or a couple more that do like manga, anime, cartoons and stuff, whatever like that. So, um, so yeah, so shout out to everybody. Um, I just say shout out to the uh, N-Nerd Circle. <laughs> if you know, you know. Uh, but yeah, that, that was like so def- definitely a very awesome um, moment in interaction. So, big thing that happened this weekend <laughs> that, that that literally just got fixed like a handful of hours ago. So, for a good chunk of this weekend, I had no AC in my apartment. And so, that pretty much turned what I was looking forward to being a, a very positive, very productive weekend for me, for my content, for the podcast, the YouTube channel, everything I had all these grand plans of like, hey, it's a bunch of new games came out over the last, you know, uh, this past week. And I have a bunch of manga that I want to kind of like start knocking out and then trying to set set up YouTube videos and stuff like that. Um, which speaking of which, YouTube videos, um, I will, and I'll probably mention this later in the show too, but, um, but I'm going to try to do some more like st- actual structured <laughs> No releases for for my YouTube videos and stuff. So, um, so be be on the lookout for that, because um, I had did one the other day. I'm um, talking about um, Tokyo Revengers manga, which I'll mention again later on the show. But anywho, so yeah, so I had all these grandiose plans, and so my Saturday started out pretty freaking awesome, to be honest. You know, I went and got me a haircut. So, so I could look nice, fresh, and per, and professional, because <laughs> uh, I, I I had been slacking a little bit, you know, especially compared to like how I used to like be on it like clockwork every couple of weeks. But anyway, when I got a haircut, and then I went to the park to 
go for my walk. Like I told you, I've been doing the last couple of weekends. So I went there, you know, got my walk in. It was very awesome seeing, you know, I'm starting to see now familiar faces, you know, with, like I said, just very awesome. Like I had the same park that I go to pretty often. Now I'm seeing the same similar faces, you know, um, whenever I'm going back. So yeah, that was awesome. Went, uh, just did some grocery shopping for the house and stuff, whatever. And come back home. I'm like, okay, cool. We supposed to go get some games downloaded and, you know, get get to work playing some games and stuff. I get in the house. I'm like, man, it's kind of hot. You know, at first I'm like, you know, I've been outside running for a couple of hours. Maybe, maybe it's just me, you know. So I come in. I look at the thermostat. It says like 80 something degrees. And I'm like, what is going on? So went asked my wife, I'm like, yo, well, what's going on? And she's like, Oh yeah, the uh the AC has been out since since you left this morning. And so by this time I got home around like around like noonish. Um or I guess like a little bit before one o'clock. And so I'm like, What? And so just just a little bit of backstory. So we've had this issue on and off for like maybe a good two months to where like the AC just won't work for a little bit, but up until up until recently, it had been like it's been annoying, but not like a forever thing. It had been maybe like like a couple of hours or a few hours to where it would just like not work, and all of a sudden it just randomly come back on. Well, then like a few weeks ago, it happened to where it was just off. And so people came, they came freaking like super late at night, and they did something, and it started back working. So like I said, a few weeks have passed, haven't had any problems, and now it's happening again. So I'm like, okay, you know, we, we did a couple of the couple of usual tricks that we try to do, you know, to, to, to get it kicked back off or whatever that didn't work. So after like 30 minutes to maybe like an hour, you know, like close to like one, one thirty, I was like, okay, enough is enough. I called, uh, uh, the emergency maintenance line. So like I said, this is around one something. Nobody came until 10 something at night. And so, with that being said, like, like, uh, my wife and my oldest, I'm trying to think, they, they were doing, oh, that, that's right, they, they were, they were doing something, they were gone doing something. My, the three middle kids, they had ended up going swimming with a friend, so I'm like, cool, get out of here, go swimming, so then, you know, just me and Vash chilling, whatever, you know, Vash pretty much stripped, stripped down to just nothing, just him and <laughs> just his underwear at this point. But, um, but yeah, it, it was just very annoying. And so there was, there was even a moment to where, um, to where, you know, now granted, I think that they might've tried to call me or something or whatever earlier in the day, but I didn't answer because I didn't recognize the number. But my thing for me is if you are trying to get in touch with me and I do not answer, leave a voice message. So this mysterious number called me. You know, like I said, like this, this was like hours after I had placed the call with her. So I didn't think it was the maintenance people or whatever. Because usually they just, you know, show up. And so, anywho, so eventually I called back. You know, like, like, like this was like, it was getting dark basically at this point or whatever. And I'm like, yo, what, what is going on? I'm like, I'm like, the AC has been off since almost like 9 a.m. I'm like, it is 9 p.m. You know, like what's going on, and so the lady's like, "Wait, no, nobody's been by." I'm like, "No," and so, and I told him like, at this point, it was 89 degrees in the in the apartment. So she's like, "All right, you know, let me see what's going on." Da, da, da. 
And so she calls me back maybe like 30 minutes or so later. And she's like, hey, you know, Mr. Adams, you know, uh, maintenance says that they came by and you said that your AC was working. And I'm like, no, they did not. <laughs> I'm like, ain't nobody been here because I'm like, I've been here the whole day suffering and ain't nobody been here. And so, yeah. So then, then she ended up patching in the, the, the maintenance dude or whatever. And then talking about like, sir, I'm, 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 I'm standing at your door and you know, the AC's working. I'm like, and I saw, I walked to my front door, open my door. I'm like, no, you are not. I'm like, there is nobody outside of my door right now. I'm like, I'm like, I'm literally standing outside right now. I do not see you. So anywho, that went on. And then eventually, basically, he wasn't even able to, to figure out what the issue was at that time. So he kind of put this like portable AC thing in the living room. And so pretty much when everybody got back home or everybody had kind of been home for a while by this point. But pretty much last night. My wife and all the kids slept in the living room. I just slept in my bed with just like no covers or whatever. With like my fan just blown directly on me. But that was horrible because at some point it ticked over 90. And so, yeah, kids sweating like crazy. People getting headaches. It was real bad. Um, and so, of course, with all that going on, like and with, with it being so hot in here, my body and mind was just so drained that I'm like, I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> you know, I, I booted up. Uh, the new uh, Ghost, of Su- Ghost of Tsushima expansion, and I literally did nothing. I booted it up and got my uh, save transfer and all this stuff, whatever. And I was like, I-, I just can't. And so I was like, you know what? Let let's read some manga. Nope, that didn't go anywhere either. So yeah, so pretty much like a whole day, like pretty much like my morning was very awesome and productive, but like the afternoon just just went down the toilet. And so anywho, so going over to today. You know, the basically the guy finally showed up around, I guess it was like one, two o'clock. And so basically he came, got it fixed because um, something about some fan somewhere in the apartment wasn't spinning. Something wasn't working. So he got it fixed. Yada, yada, yada. So now we have the AC back working or whatever. But, you know, it still takes a while for everything to kind of like properly cool down and stuff, whatever. So, so, yeah, so I think some of my kids might still be back in the living room right now. Uh, sleeping in front of the night just because of how crazy it was but yeah so yeah i am very upset so like so that's kind of like 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 my lineup for like what i've watched is shrunken i was planning on like okay i'm supposed to watch my normal episodes and stuff that didn't happen i'm like oh, i'm gonna have some games to talk about that didn't happen yeah i was just like very very pissed and then on top of that i had a, a collaboration scheduled for this afternoon but unfortunately that fell through you know or the person had something come up kind of last minute or whatever but you know i didn't find out until you know a few hours later so in the immediate moment i'm like yo i'm trying to message you whatever da, 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 da. but hey i kind of took a step back and like calmed down because i'm like you know what that's you no know, hey it's just a podcast it's life hey i've had some stuff happen to where i had to bounce out of stuff last minute so i'm like I just kind of just had to go out, leave the house for a bit, um, and I did some manga shopping, <laughs> which I will talk about later in the show. But um, but yeah, man, yeah, y'all, that that was yeah, that that was kind of my my weekend in a nutshell, just like sweating. What's the word they use? Uh, profusely, and yeah, and just kind of like I said, just like doing my doing our best to try to like do stuff to you know make sure the kids and stuff are straight. So 
so yeah so yeah but uh but yeah so that, that was kind of like like the the bulk of my weekend but uh but yeah but the the rest of the previous week or whatever was pretty solid um like so i have some awesome stuff to talk about later in the show but enough of that i think i have rambled on enough um yeah i don't, I don't think i really have too much else to talk about so let's just jump into let's see just making sure yeah let, let's just jump into a couple of news items real quick all right so a couple of just quick news items we're going to talk about today so we finally got well not not finally got because this isn't the first trailer but we got like a really good trailer for the eternals so i you know i i I know the general comic book stuff (laughs) you know stuff that you know we kind of grew up with like you know x-men spider-man stuff like that or whatever but like eternals much like how guardians of the galaxy was some years back i love i know nothing about these characters these heroes their world whatever you know i just know that they're like 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 another like higher level beings that and this is just stuff i've learned from the trailer and just you know since this movie got announced but um but yeah, i just know that they're basically just kind of like watching over from the shadows you know things happening over uh over humanity's timeline um or the course of humanity's life and so uh but yeah that that trailer looked freaking awesome i am very excited for i believe this is coming out with november so yeah so i, I am super excited and hyped to see and check that out and so you know because because you know we have a uh, What's his name? Uh, Shang Chi, and the Secret of the Ten Rings is coming out. Do 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 do. A week and some change from now. Um, yeah, I, I, well, almost two weeks, but uh, about twelve days from now. So, very excited for that. Um, I'm definitely going to be going going to see that one. Um, hopefully on launch night. You know, because I know it's a Thursday. Er, Hopefully nobody has any <laughs> games or sports practices or nothing or whatever um, that day. But um, but we'll see. Or I'll, I'll just, you know, as usual, work it out with my wife. And if I'm going to go see it, just make sure everything's in order. But um, but yeah. But anywho. Yeah. Eternals looks really cool. I am, yeah, just excited to, to watch that movie and to get introduced to uh, all these new characters and stuff, whatever. And so, yeah. And so the, the other piece of news that we got I believe like this morning and yesterday something or whatever so they confirmed that attack on titan the final season part two will indeed be launching january 2022 so about six months from now you know we'll get the the last part of the last part <laughs> for uh for attack on titan so yeah, I, I am, you know, I am very excited to see all this craziness animated. You know, those of y'all that know or they have looked at my podcast feed, y'all know that um that I, I'm I've already read the manga. I you know, that that was like one of like my first episodes podcast episodes that I did in like my first few weeks was uh or I guess with within that first month of me podcasting, um I did a 
podcast episode talking about my thoughts on the uh, the final chapter of Attack on Titan as well as my thoughts on the series as a whole and just like my experience with it and stuff. So, so yeah, so I'm ready just to, you know, have everything full, come full circle and to fully end with this last part of the last season. So, yeah, Attack on Titan final season part two coming January 2022. So, I think... I don't think I have too much else news-wise to talk about, you know, because, uh, you know, I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, I don't really have too much else news-wise I need to mention or to or to talk to today. So, yeah, so let, let's just go ahead and, um, oh, actually, no, I'll, I'll just mention this real quick, um, though it might be irrelevant by the time, you know, this podcast happens or comes out or whatever, but... Um, there is a manga series called Dan to Dan, and if I remember correctly, the person, the creator behind that series was one of the assistants for the creator of Chainsaw Man, and and I think Hell's Paradise too, though I think he's been an assistant on both those people's projects, uh, or both those people's uh, series, and so yeah. This person started their own series called Dan to Dan. The first chapter is coming out Monday. So by pretty much by the time y'all hear this, it'll be available. And if, maybe fingers crossed, because I'm, I'm, I'm a potential play around with stuff, whatever. If <laughs> there's a chance, you might hear me talk about that chapter later in the episode. Depending on if, if that chapter comes out before I publish, I might try to record something real quick while I'm at work and then just slide it in but we'll see if, if, if you don't see dan to dan on the timestamps of the podcast then you know hey <laughs> it didn't it didn't happen but it, I'll, I'll get to it next week but um but yeah so that happened or that's coming oh and also that because of how mature rated it is it's only going to be on the web version of shonen jump as well as manga plus so yeah and speaking of which, just just a little you know sign up for people there are some series that are like exclusive to the web browser version that, that they don't put on the app because of the mature rating for whatever reason. So, yeah, so make sure y'all go check that out because because uh, I know like Hell's Paradise was part of that. And so I didn't know. And so it's like it's like all this time I could have been reading along with the chapters each week. But, you know, just, just didn't know. So and, and I still could read it. But I know like there's an anime coming. So at this point, I might just wait. But Anywho, so yeah, so let's just uh dive right into what I've been watching this week. So really, there there is going to be no anime <laughs> today because, like I said, things just didn't work out. I didn't really get a chance to like really watch any um anime episodes or whatever. But what I did get to watch was What If, and so. I don't I don't think I didn't talk about episode one last week, but um but that last episode, assuming if I didn't, I can't remember, but I, I it was okay. I enjoyed that first episode because it was just pretty cool just seeing like the alternate timeline, the alternate reality of, you know, what if Peggy Carter became Captain America or in her case, um Captain Carter instead of Steve Rogers becoming Captain America. And so that episode is pretty solid and cool, but this second episode, what if T'Challa 
became Star-Lord. And so this episode was so freaking awesome. And so if, for, for, for those who might not know, you know, T'Challa, a.k.a. the Black Panther. So, um, and of course, I will be talking about spoilers and stuff, so just as a heads up. But for those who may not know, um, which if you're watching the show, I don't know how you wouldn't know this, but just in case if you don't know, this uh, sh- this episode has Ch- Chadwick Bosman still got to play his role as Black Panther, and this was the last project that he got to work on before he passed away that you know that's just now releasing so you know we with that in but that in mind that kind of just like brought extra weight you know to the episode in, in both you know the, the good way as well as the sad way of just like man he really was freaking awesome at, at what he did and yeah I, I can't think of any better you know send off for him than this episode of what if you know because, like I said, it, it was freaking fantastic, um, and, and and just just really cool, you know, just saying like, okay, like like what what if they what if they had goofed up? What if Yondu's crew goofed up, and instead of grabbing uh, Peter Quill, they freaking grabbed T'Challa, <laughs> and so yeah, that that stuff was just like just so so freaking cool to see, and everything from you know from you know Thanos being involved with their little crew. To Drax being a bartender, to Nebula with this long, flowing blonde hair, and, and, and I love the way that you know she was saying like she was calling T'Challa Cha Cha, <laughs> you know, just just very sweet and stuff. Um, but yeah, th- this episode overall was just so freaking good. Um, like I said, just seeing the I, I guess I guess in general what the show is, you know, it's just seeing the what ifs, the possibilities of what if we shuffled around these characters or mixed and matched them and, and all that different stuff. And so real quick, I want to kind of pull in a comment from y'all. Cause so this is what else I was intending on mentioning at the top of the show. <laughs> so going forward, um, ideally and when I remember to do it, it's going to probably take me a while to get in the habit of it, but I want to, by a certain point in the day when I'm going to record, I want to kind of have at least like a pretty definitive outline of the stuff I'm going to be talking about and then, you know, post on Twitter. At least that's what I'm going to use for now. I might put it in other places, but I'm just starting with Twitter for now and just kind of, you know, asking for y'all's thoughts or questions or whatever for any other stuff that I have listed. I'm talking, talking that I'm going to be talking about. So with that being said, I had a couple of y'all actually responded and I'm going to kind of like pepper these in where appropriate so first off uh, in relation to this episode of what if um, the homie Matt Bowler at X Fox Gale on Twitter he he has said about this episode he was like what if episode 2 was what if episode 2 was great seeing Thanos act that way felt weird though lol <laughs> The way he kept bringing up the snap had me dying, and so uh, yeah, so yeah, so that 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 was like freaking awesome, and thank thank you for for chiming in, and that won't be the last time you hear hear from Matt this episode, but uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, this episode like I said, it was just so freaking cool. Um, actually seeing the uh, the collector be formidable, and just like him having 
I guess, you know, basically like, like, like him become like this like big, bad kingpin type of person that a lot of people are just like fearful of and stuff. And so, yeah, it, it, it was just overall, this episode was really freaking cool because uh, I'm looking at it, at it again over on my other half of my screen. Just kind of just make sure I don't forget like any other stuff I want to talk about. But um, but yeah, but overall, fantastic episode. Even if you know you might not be or want to watch like all of What If or whatever, if you are a fan of Chadwick Brosman and you're a fan of you know what he did with Black Panther and you're a fan of you No know, Guardians of the Galaxy and Star Lord, this episode is a must watch for sure. So yeah, so rest in peace to you, Chadwick Brosman. You were an awesome person, did a very awesome work in everything that you did, and this final performance from you and what if T'Challa became black became Star-Lord was freaking fantastic so rest easy we miss you so let's see so next up let's talk about oh sorry <laughs> like I said I'm watching this the rest of this episode over here um oh I, of course I, I I have to talk about like like of course like the end when Basically, T'Challa ends up going back after they after they take care of the uh, the collector. They end up going back to Earth and him reconnecting with his family because you know he got so he got kidnapped when he was a kid, and so now twenty plus year twenty years later, you know he's coming home for the first time, and so yeah, just getting a chance to like, reconnect with his family and introduce you know the whole crew like Yondu and Thanos and all them to his family and stuff. Whatever was was free, so freaking cool. So, yeah, so yeah, I almost forgot to, <laughs> I almost forgot to mention that part. So, next up, and you already know how we do when we do this. So, freaking Bojack Horseman season five. So, I just finished watching all of season five uh, a couple hours ago, and I want, want to give a shout out to, to the homie Scuba Steve over at Inside of the Mind of the inside the mind of a blurry podcast because <laughs> he saw me talking about uh bojack horseman as i have been you know over um you know over the last few weeks months and stuff whatever but i've been tweeting about it a lot and so he finally was like, okay a few days ago like early early in the week he's all right i'm i finally started it or whatever and what do you know this dude done already done blew past me <laughs> and he messaged me while i go like yo finished Bojack Horseman it was freaking awesome can't wait to watch it again I'm like yo I haven't even finished watching it for the first time <laughs> but shout, shout out to you Steve man we, we, we might have to uh, I might have to do something like once I finish up this final season I'm definitely out there might have to we, we, we might we might do something regarding because I for sure want to do probably like a dedicated YouTube video or something just talking about bojack horseman um so anywho so so sticking with season five and of course spoilers to the end of season five for bojack horseman so of course this man (laughs) this season was another freaking another freaking wild ride I, i don't really don't know like like too much else what to say you know they um so, you know, they, they started, or this whole season kind of was wrapped around them filming 
this new web series called Filbert that you know that Princess Carolyn fell in love with because that was the name that she was going to name her baby before she lost the baby and all that stuff. And so, yeah. So, yeah. So this season just kind of just like the filming of that show kind of being like, like the staple and the backdrop for this season was freaking crazy. And so, yeah. So I guess, I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess I might kind of just like, just kind of like, just like run through these episodes real quick and just kind of just like point out different stuff. So, yeah, so episode one of season five, um, the light bulb scene, I definitely remember this one, you know, because there was a, it, it was, it was, a, it was a, it was a lot of crazy stuff because there was like a moment where, you know, I guess like basically like, like the reason for the name was because there was a part where Bojack had to, you know, do this scene where he's fully nude twisting in this light bulb and stuff. But, um, but yeah, it was you know, about that as well as, you know, Todd, you know, exploring his, his relationship with his, his asexual relationship with his girlfriend, and, you know, as he's living his kind of like carefree lifestyle, um, episode two, the dog days are over was, you know, basically like some flashbacks of, you know, Diane going through some stuff after, you know, her divorce with Mr. Peanut Butter and she took a trip to Vietnam to kind of rediscover herself and stuff. So that, that was a pretty heavy episode. Um, episode three, planned obsolence. Yeah, obsolence. Um, man, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am just, uh, yeah, so it was just like, you know, Miss Peanut Butter takes pickles to the space station explosion. Uh, Gina confesses her love for Bojack and then oh man Todd meets Yolanda's parents so Todd so Todd goes to meet his girlfriend's parents or her family and you know Todd doesn't have sex or whatever he he just doesn't do that and so her family were some of the most sexualized people they can, they can be in the world because like the dad was like a best-selling author for like erotica books. The mom was a former, I don't know if she was like a full-on porn star or just nude magazine person, you know, like like a Playboy type of thing. But she was, yeah, she was very sexualized. And then the sister, I can't remember the, I can't remember like specifically what was going on with the sister, but basically the, like, so his girlfriend had a twin sister that was like into a lot of like, highly sexual stuff too and so like like that whole episode of like Todd them being in the house the mom trying to seduce him the sister trying to seduce him and yeah that whole episode was freaking wild uh episode four of Bojack the feminist <laughs> I, I don't even know like what to like really say with that so uh, oh yeah, 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 because, oh yeah, so, sorry, I, I have, like, the, the synopsis of everything just kind of up on the screen, so yeah, so yeah, yeah, that episode was, like, they got a new cast member onto the set, but it was a problematic person, who or a person who has had very problematic background and things that he's done, and so, amongst all that, Bojack gets swept up and becomes, like, the poster person for feminism, uh, episode five so okay so episode five and episode six so episode five called the the amelia Earhart story 
and then episode six, Free Churro. Both of these episodes like really touched and hit me in different ways because so so episode five, you know, Princess Princess Carolyn ends up going back to her hometown to meet a pregnant woman to potentially look for looking to uh, adopting, and so. Uh, While this is going on, since she's in her hometown, we get a flashback of Princess Carolyn, you know, as she was younger, growing up and kind of getting just a chance to see her family, her upbringing, her mother and stuff like that. And so this episode just kind of just like really hit me in in multiple ways because, you know, dealing with, you know, the pregnancy stuff, whatever, as somebody, you know, married, I have multiple kids, I have sisters and or, you know, I have have a sister and sister-in-law so i've been around pregnancy and all all the different size angles all that stuff so seeing princess carolyn's just backstory of how you know how she was a teen she got in she fell in love or not no no she wasn't a teen i think she was she was out of high school at this point or whatever but she was still living at home helping out with her mom yeah that's right she was still staying at home helping out with the mom while everybody else kind of went off it all her other siblings and everybody else went off and was doing their own thing well, she ends up uh, getting actually. I'm trying to remember. Anywho, she ends up um, getting pregnant by the neighbor's son, who was like the star quarterback of the team, or whatever. She ends up getting pregnant, and so it looks like okay, you know, the, her mom was like, okay, hey, this is our golden ticket. Basically, you know, the family's gonna take care of you, take care of us. But shortly after, she lost the baby. And then you know, her mom was blaming her. Somebody like, you messed up the one chance we had for having a better life and yada, 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 which is freaking horrible to hear. And then eventually Princess Carolyn gets to the point to where she's like, you know what? I need to go. I need to get out of here. And so she ends up leaving. And so, you know, that that moment kind of like, like brought up some stuff I kind of went through, like with my mom, not not like that crazy, but just in the sense of like the whole situation of like leaving from home and stuff, whatever, because, you know, I think I mentioned before how like when I finally left home to go off to college, you know, some stuff happened later on to where I found it like, oh, my mom was really sick, but she didn't say nothing because she wanted me to, you know, to finally get out and leave because she knew I would have stayed, you know, and try to help out and stuff, whatever. But she didn't want to, you know, make me feel Basically, she didn't want to feel like she was holding me back. So my mom, you know, didn't say nothing. And so but on the flip side of this, Princess Carolyn's mother did the opposite to where she was like, basically like begging her like, hey, please, no, don't leave me. You know, like, hey, what what if you just stay for just one more year? All the different stuff. And Princess Carolyn was like, no, I, I have to go. And she, you know, she left. And so, yeah that whole episode and then of course then the lady didn't end up you know she didn't end up getting the baby the lady decided to keep it and so yeah that that was freaking um freaking crazy and so free churro episode six my god so this was the episode where bojack is supposedly giving a eulogy at his mother's funeral which hey once again it's very close to me um, but as far as I like, just like the, the situation, but the crazy thing is like, like this dude is just like going through it, 
he is just like openly dealing with all this these pent up issues and unresolved things with his mother you know and then the crazy thing was like you know at the end of the freaking episode kind of find out he's not even at the right funeral so <laughs> that that crap was just yeah it, it was just freaking insane and so episode seven uh the int sub so that that was the the so that was like the uh the therapy episode or whatever that one i really liked just because like because both of the people that was talking who were voiced by Issa Rae and Wanda Sykes they are two like therapists or legal counsel or whatever because of confidentiality they couldn't say like their their everybody's names so we basically kind of got like kind of got like these like weird remixed versions of all the characters for the episode like example like Bojack instead of Bojack Horseman he was like Bo Zebra or something or whatever um and so yeah but anyway so yeah that, that was a crazy episode of just like yeah just seeing like all this crazy stuff going on of like Bojack dealing with you know still like having struggles and stuff whatever he ends up uh, taking over um, what's her name um, Diane's therapist and stuff there's a dispute between Todd and Princess Carolyn over some freaking string cheese and yeah that whole episode was just freaking wild <clears throat> episode 8 so this was the uh, Mr. Peanut Butter's boss so episode eight was the Halloween special where Mr. Peanut Butter takes pickles to Bojack's 25th Halloween annual Halloween party. And so throughout this episode, we basically get like a flashback of all the over the years, Mr. Peanut Butter bringing his wives to this party and something going very horribly wrong. And then they end up arguing and stuff or whatever. And then basically it's kind of like the first time we're like. Well, like Mr. Peanut Butter is starting to starting to see like, hey, maybe there's more going on. Maybe it's you know like like why am I getting with all these women? They're happy and stuff whatever at the beginning, but by the time they they leave, they're miserable, depressed, so on and so forth. And so yeah, so this episode was just like really good at just like seeing like the the repeating cycle between all these different ladies and stuff. And so and, and it really hit hard when freaking he talked about how the very first. Uh, party was in 93 and the pickles was like ha 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 that's that's when i was born <laughs> and so yeah and so yeah so yeah so so episode nine ancient history hollyhock comes to visit bojack and so this is when like stuff like started like really getting like super crazy um and so actually i can't remember because okay because so so somewhere in in these episodes there was a moment where basically bojack pissed off diane and i think at the end of last season she had heard the story yes 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 somebody uh i can't remember the lady's name but have recorded bojack's conversation about the incident that happened with uh with the lady's daughter in new mexico some you no know, year a couple years back whatever and so anywho diane heard about that and so basically bojack pissed her off to where she ended up writing that situation into the tv show and so as bojack is reading the lines he is hearing stuff that sounds like what happened and so yeah that that part was crazy but i almost forgot to mention that but um but yeah so holly Hawk comes to visit 
And this is kind of like what we like, what we truly see. Like Bojack, like him and these painkillers is like beyond out of control at this point. And so, yeah. So Bojack, you know, he, so, so when Holly Hot gets to the house, she is so traumatized because, you know, she almost went through an overdose last time because Bojack's mom was like spiking her coffee with this drug or whatever. And so as soon as she walks in the door, she starts freaking out and stuff. And then Bojack pulled out his pills for his back, supposedly for his back. And she freaked out. She thought that he was going to try to drug her. So she dumped him down the drain. And so that just leads to the episode just being about like them going on these different locations, trying to talk to all these shady people to get more drugs and stuff, whatever. And then eventually Hollyhock is like, yo, okay, I'm done. Take me to the airport. And, you know, but they, they end up kind of making it by the, by the end, but still just like, that was very tough on her. And so episode 10. So by this point, it's called Head in the Cloud. So by this point, um, the TV show Filbert has come out. It's got critical acclaim. But Bojack is, uh, you know, his, his drug use is starting to kind of like to spiral more and more out of control. And so, oh. <laughs> and somewhere along the, these last couple episodes too, whatever, uh, Todd creates this this maniacal sex robot for his friend that basically it ends up because it's freaking bojack horseman kind of, kind of reminds me of like freaking buggy from one piece just keeps filling up so this freaking sex robot toy ends up becoming the head of the company that todd was working at and so, but then eventually that leads to freaking sexual harassment charges and all this stuff, or whatever. And the whole company gets shut down and the show's second season gets canceled. But anywho, let me just kind of wrap it up because <laughs> I don't need to go through play by play. But basically these last few episodes was just really just like, you know, with the show, you know, being a huge success and stuff, you know, they kind of start filming stuff for the next season. Well, through all this, Bojack is getting deeper and deeper on these drugs to the point to where at the end of the episode, when Hollyhock leaves, she tells him, she's like, hey, promise me that you want that you will stay off of the drugs you know, unless you're hurt. And so he ends up being so desperate for the drugs to where he literally drives into traffic just to get in an accident so he can get injured and then get more pills and stuff. And so eventually, um, what's her name? The guy, the girl that he's dating. Shoot. Sorry, I'm trying to see if I can find it. I thought I started with a G. Do, 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 do. Why, why can I not find that now? But, um, but anywho, the, 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 the girl that Bojack is dating. Uh, oops, sorry. Do, do, do. Gina. Okay, I was right. Yeah, Gina. So, um, so yeah, so through all this, uh, these last few episodes or whatever, she said, so there was a crazy episode which I really love, but it was just like so stressful. It was just like the back and forth because there was a moment in the TV show that they're recording where her and him get into an argument or whatever, and he ends up having to, or he ends up like almost choking her to where he ends up choking her out like for real, or he almost choked her out for real. Because she kind of confronted him about the pills and stuff because she kind of, she stumbled across one hidden area of the pills. Because like Bojack had this stuff hidden like in freaking under his cactus plant in other fake bottles and compartments and stuff, whatever. And so she 
basically is like, hey, I'm supposed to throw this out because like you have a problem. And so that translates to like when they're doing the scene for the TV show and he has to choke her, like he's supposed to like fake choke her in the show. He ends up choking her for like for real to where she has like scars on her. And it was, it was horrible. And so that led them to like having to like go on a TV show to, or on a talk show to talk about this stuff. It, it was just like really, really, really bad. And so pretty much like by the end of the season, Diane ends up, you know, taking Bojack to a, a rehab center so he can try to potentially get some help. So, yeah. So we'll see how that's going to go for next season. Uh, oh, and also freaking Diane and Mr. Peanutbutter have an affair. Or he, Mr. Peanutbutter cheats on his girlfriend with Diane twice. And so that, it, it, it was just like so much stuff going on. As it always is with freaking, <laughs> freaking uh, Bojack Horseman. So, but anywho. I rambled a lot about that, but like I said, it, it was just like so much to kind of like unpack and to, and to talk about. So, uh, so yeah, so Bojack, Bojack Horseman season five was so wild. And, and I know for sure, like I didn't even cover like every single thing, which I don't really need to, but yeah, that, that was just, that it was just really crazy. So many, so I think that's going to do it for everything I needed to talk about as far as like what I watched. So take a quick little break and gonna come back and talk about some manga all right so let's talk about some manga y'all so <laughs> like i mentioned up top um you know before i get into like like the specific chapters this week i want to talk about what i picked up over the last week because i actually picked up mm, about like six new things <laughs> over the last uh week or whatever three of which was literally right before I started started recording this podcast. <laughs> but um but yeah because you know I, I I've come to realize, you know, that me manga shopping, some even if I don't necessarily like buy nothing whatever, just me being in those locations, just walking around, just browsing, seeing, you know, what I can find, what's new, what I've been trying to pick up, da 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 it it has become like very therapeutic for me. It's like, okay, you know what? I can just get away from everything. And even, you know, because I, I had Vash with me uh, one day. I think it was Tuesday when I went. Or, uh, no, 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 that was Thursday night. Um, I had went to Books A Million and got some stuff for the investors with me, which was cool, you know. Uh, but anywho, so yeah, so buying manga has become very, very <laughs> therapeutic. And so, yeah. And so with that being said... Um, I kind of want to start off this with um, another question that Mr. Matt, Mr. Matt Bowler had asked me. So, cause he, he, he got this question in a little bit earlier. So he was like, uh, also any plans on continuing the villain saga in 20th century boys episodes? I know you have been having trouble finding them in stores. Keep up the great work though. Really loving your content and you've been inspiring me to work harder too. As all as as I always say, you know, thank you, thank all of y'all. But right now, I, w- I want to give a very special shout out to Matt because Matt, um, and I don't I don't know if I told him this before or not, but Matt is the is like one of the one of the first open supporters of me and Dad needs to talk. You know, aside from no, aside from people that I know, like you know, friends and family and stuff, whatever. But like, hey, somebody that I only know on the internet. <laughs> you know, he he was like one of the first people to where it was like, where I'm just started doing this stuff, whatever. And I'm like, yo, 
is anybody listening? <laughs> you know, can anybody anybody provide feedback? And, and Matt raised up his hand and was like, "Yo, I am here." And so, uh, so yeah, so I definitely like I said, I just want to give you just very very big shout out and thank you, Matt, for pretty much being here since the beginning. So it's been been a very awesome five month adventure, and I'm glad that you are still here rocking with me, and I'm glad that you enjoyed those Venice Saga and 20th Century Boys episodes because I have some good news for you. So, so I have had the third book for 20th Century Boys for a while. I just haven't had the right opportunity to read it because, you know, <laughs> those things are big. Those things are thick. And so I've been kind of like, like trying to make sure. And for and because of because it's also, you know, like a, a sci-fi thriller, I also have to be in a certain kind of like mindset and mood to read that. But my goal is ideally I would like to read at least one volume, one of those books of 20th Century Boys each month going forward until I finish. And so I'm on book three. There's 11 total plus the one for 21st Century Boys, which I already have. So that pretty much would, if, if I did minimum one a month, that would pretty much carry us till pretty much the pot, the one year podcast anniversary, which I think would be pretty awesome if things ended up working out that way. And who knows, maybe I might do more in a shorter time. Who knows? But that's my ideal plan is to do that because so I've been branching out and finding more and more locations to go to. And so now I have pretty easy access almost when I want to, to picking these up because I found a car. I found, you know, there's a books a million. I found a couple of Barnes and Nobles one of which I found a huge Barnes and Nobles today, which is where I got like some, some awesome stuff today, which I'll get to in a second. But anywho, just know, Matt, thank you for mentioning that. And along with me already having book three for 20th century boys today, I also picked up book eight for Villain Saga. So honestly, I felt like your message came at the right time because I was thinking about what you had said as I was in there shopping around while a few hours ago. And, you know, of course, you know, I always start at the beginning and kind of you know, work my way through the alphabet or whatever. And so I get over to the to the end of the shelf or whatever. And up on up on, in the area where I see some Villain Saga or whatever. They have one copy of book eight, which is what I need next because, you know, I read five through seven, which ended at chapter 100. And lo and behold, there was one copy of book eight. And so I was like, you know what? I need I need to do this. I need to get back on, on my thing. And so, yes, yeah, so I bought it. So thank you, Matt, for 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 giving me that extra little push um for that because because honestly because me me reading 20th century boys and villain saga is something that i freaking love doing and i want to get back to that or whatever because that those were awesome that was the wild west <laughs> of, of 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 you know the early days of my podcast where i would just like just record full read throughs and honestly I'm, i might end up just doing the same thing like i i read it and then i'll kind of like like go through it again you know on, on the podcast and stuff so so i think I will be doing that, and so yes, yeah, so hopefully look forward to to more of those in the coming future, Matt. So, like I said, thank you for for the shout out, and thank you for uh, you know kind of li- lighting a bit of fire 
um, in me to to finally go and, and pick up book eight. Um, you know, just because, like I said, it's, it's something that I really enjoyed. And, you know, looking at the numbers, <laughs> a lot of people enjoyed because those, uh, especially those Venice Saga ones, those are like some of like my highest like episodes to date. So, uh, so, but yeah, but so look forward to that. I'll be doing that soon. Um, so other stuff I picked up this week. So I went to a half price book and came across this older series called bus gamer. Uh, and it's a 1999 to 2001, the pilot edition. And so from what I can tell, so this was, this is just the one book, the one volume, and it is, if I remember correctly, 11, yeah, 11 chapters because this was a series that has started and, and, oh, big thing. It is from the creator of the, uh, Sayuki series. So I've never seen or I've never read Sayuki, but I've heard some solid stuff about it, but this is from the same creator as that. But from my understanding is that this series got its life cut short because the magazine it was in went under. And so the author, I, I from what a little bit I read, said that he had planned on continuing it, but to this day he never did. And so I figured I was like, you know what, this be kind of maybe like a fun piece of history for me to, to go through. So yeah, I ended up picking this up. So it'll go on the shelf and <laughs> like everything else, I'll, I'll get to it someday. So Next thing, I picked up volume one of Call of the Night. Now, this one is a vampire book. So, actually, let, let me back up a second. Because I, I like to like read the, read the synopsis for, for those of y'all that are listening. So, let me go back to Bus Gamer. So, the synopsis on the back of this one is Power, Corruption, Lies. It's business as usual in this game. When Toki, Nobuto, and Kazuo are hired to play the biz game, company secrets and insane amounts of money collide in a frenzied competition that starts out as an innovative way to win some cash. But as the game goes on, the players are ushered into a world filled with mystery, deceit, and murder. Suddenly, they realize what is truly at stake, their very lives. So, yeah, so that that's the, the, the bus gamer. So, for Call of the Night, Nazuna is a vampire. That's okay with human co. He wants to be one too, but transformation doesn't come that easily. One sleepless night, Ko slips out to walk the streets. Life after dark is a revelation. When flirtatious Nazuna invites Ko to spend the night at her place in an abandoned building, he's stoked. <laughs> but then he awakens to kisses on his neck with a little too much bite in them. I, I love this. I, I, this is my first time reading this. I love this. <laughs> I love this already. Uh, it is it just the delicious taste of his blood that makes her meet him night after night for late night adventures, conversation, and naps, question mark, or something else. Then when a cute girl from Ko's past shows up and competes for his attention, his budding relationship with the undead is put to the test. <laughs> That's a freaking awesome synopsis. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so so this is one. Honestly, I bought it 
And this is funny. This might be funny the way I said this, but I bought it because I got tired of looking at it and wondering about it. So this is a series that every freaking time, no matter what store I go, no, no matter what manga store I go to, there is usually always at least like one copy of this somewhere. And I keep seeing it and I've heard decent stuff about it. And so I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to buy it because the thing that kind of pushed me over the edge was because volume three just came out recently. And so, uh, so most of y'all might remember, I've also been reading Zom 100 bucket list of the dead, um, which speaking of which, um, there'll be a review for that coming up later this week. I've already recorded the video and I might split it off and do audio as well, but that's already scheduled coming out later this week. So, but anyway, so yeah, so Zom 100 and this call of the night, the English releases for both of these started this year. So they've been kind of coming out in tandem all year. And so y'all know I had just picked up volume three of Zom 100 uh, last week because that just came out like a couple weeks ago. And so I saw the same thing for Call of the Night volume three. And I looked it up and sure enough, that also just came out last week or whatever too. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let me go ahead and at least buy volume one have it on my shelf because like i said i'm tired of seeing it and not buying it so i bought it and now it's going on the shelf so that when that day or that night this might probably gonna be a night read reading from that from that synopsis <laughs> so whenever the night comes and i'm in the mood i might bust this out knowing that it's right here on my little shelf so so yeah so that that's call of the night so the next two aside from villain saga that i picked up today and let me make sure I don't, let me double check my shelf. I don't think I picked up. Okay. Yeah, I'll just make sure I don't think I didn't pick up nothing else this week. So, I finally have it. Something else I picked up today. So, so when I went to, to this new Barnes & Noble's location, which like I said, was freaking huge. Way bigger than the one I've been going to. And their manga section was so big that the shelves were actually taller than me. The other one I've been going to, there, the shelves have been like barely chest high. This one... It's so high that you have to get a ladder. I don't need a ladder because my arms are long as, long as heck. So I don't need it. But just putting that out there. So I finally got my hands on volume one of Sweat and Soap. As I've mentioned to y'all before, this is a series that I have heard nothing but great praise about. And so I've been wanting to get it. When I finally decided I want to get something, sometimes... It ends up being sold out or the one I needed sold out. And that's what happened. So so Thursday night, when when me and Vash was at Books A Million looking around, which speak, speaking of which side note, I think Thursday nights might be my nights of choice to go shopping at Books A Million because it looks like they had just fully restocked. Like, like the shelves was packed. Brand new, brand new volumes of stuff and plastic wrapping no gaps, no books falling over because of gaps. It was just nice, crisp, and clean. There was hardly anybody in there, and so that might be my, that might be the the opportunity of choice to go there. <laughs> but so the reason why I bring that up is because so when I was there, I was like, "Ooh, it looks like they've restocked. Let me go look at Sweat and Soap see if they have Volume One." They had a boatload of Sweat and Soap, but they did not have freaking Volume One. I think they had like two, three, and a bunch of other ones or whatever, but no volume one. I was not happy. Well, today, this new Barnes & Nobles came through already at the gate. Like I said, I got Villain Saga, 
which is a series that I've been reading that I got the next continuation of. I got something I've been hunting down. And then the last one I'll talk about in a second is a whole new thing I came across. Now, I know many of y'all are probably like, yo, Robert, it's 2021. And you got the internet, man. Just, just order it online. Yes, I could do that. But for me, I think it is more of the thrill of the chase. Because, yes, I could order any of this stuff online. But I love that feeling of like, yo, I see it. I got it. I picked it up. I found it. I hunted it out with my own hands. <laughs> my eyeballs saw it. My hands touched it. It is mine. That's part of the game, you know. Cause like I said, it, this wouldn't. I don't. I feel like this wouldn't be as fun, and I wouldn't be picking up as many weird and obscure stuff as I do if I only stuck to ordering online. So, but of course, I know that not everybody has that option because, luckily, with me living in the Dallas Fort Worth area. There is an overabundance of locations that sell manga around me. I literally pass by like four on my way home to and from work every day. So, anywho, Sweat and Soap. I finally acquired volume one. So, let's read the synopsis. So, Heaven Sent. Asako is living her dream, working at the toiletry maker Lila Drop. But she has a secret. The reason she loves the company so much is that she's ashamed of her body odor and their soap is the only thing that's ever helped her. So when the company's lead product developer, a perfuming genius, approaches her in a lobby and wonders, what does that smell? Is she what what that smell is? She's terrified. But could it be that he likes it, that he likes her? And most surprisingly of all, she might just like him back. And so, yeah, this is a, I guess, what was this following? I guess kind of like a, like a slice of life type of series. But yeah, like I said, I've heard like great stuff about it or whatever. And y'all know me, I have been trying to ever expand my horizon with stuff that I read. And so I am just very happy to finally have that in my freaking collection. <laughs> so last thing that I picked up, then we're going to get into the chapters of the week. I picked up this series called Sazon and the Comet Girl. Now, speaking of which, real quick, I'll post a picture of these. Um, by, by the time you hear this, either check my Twitter feed or check my Instagram. I'll have pictures of this stuff or video, something, whatever, of all these series because this last one I picked up, like I said, it's called Sazon and the Comet Girl. And so it's, it's a single volume. It's uh, published by Seven Seas. And the whole thing is in color. And it is... How many... I can't even tell. It, it, it is... Just know it's a freaking big book. Or pretty meaty book. But yeah, but it, it, it has like a really... Like immediately it gets your attention. Because the cover has this kind of like... 80s to 90s... Kind of like funky vibe to it. In a good way. Um, kind of kind of like, like an 80s, 90s... Um, you know future future sci-fi vibe but let me just read the, the synopsis for this one shoot for the stars Sazan, a young man from earth works construction on, on other planets and has seen his share of galactic oddities but when he meets mina a vivacious redhead who zooms into his life on a space scooter he knows he's into some he knows he's running to someone special 
Almost as suddenly as she arrived, Mina races out of Sazen's life. Yet Sazen is determined to find her again, no matter how far he must chase her across the galaxy. So, so yeah, so I decided to to pick this up because, like I said, the the like I said, the cover of it just freaking caught my attention just immediately, and I just kind of like flipped through the pages and I saw like, yo, this whole thing is in color. So yeah, and I looked up, looked you know, looked like a couple of tweets and stuff, whatever online, and people seemed like super excited about it. So. I was like, you know what? I need to pick this up because they, they only had a couple of copies. And not saying they probably, of course, I could probably hunt it down again. But I was like, this is something, this looks like something special. So I need to go ahead and pick this up. So, yeah. So, like I said, got something, something recurring, something old, something new, something unknown, something I've been trying to hunt down, something I got tired of seeing. <laughs> I got a nice variety of stuff that I've picked up um, this, this last few days. So, yeah, so just just look out for just hey more awesome stuff for me to talk about and to podcast and make YouTube videos about in the future. All right, so let's move the train on along because <laughs> I've talked a lot and I'm already over an hour in. I ain't even t- talked on the manga of the week or the main topic of the show. So let, let's get this train rolling. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so first off, let's start off with the uh, Mashal. Manga chapters 73 and 74. So uh, uh, one of many double headers today. So these chapters was just just freaking fun because 73 was Marshall and the whole crew end up going to the beach to kind of, you know, just kind of like to chill out because of everything that happened with Innocent Zero and everything. They needed a day to kind of get away and stuff. And so, yeah, so the whole crew is just at the beach chilling. One of the dudes pulls up some like what's it called slaughter melon like it's some type of like weird watermelon looking thing with tentacles and so that that was really weird and freaky and so yeah and so the the headmaster he ends up showing up and so <laughs> you know they're they're like you know i, I guess you no know, everybody basically just like hey we we need this break because you know after everything that, that happened or whatever you know, we know that Mash has great trials ahead of him. And so the headmaster like, hey, headmaster, why are you here? And he's like, it's summertime. And then they're like, but we thought that you were injured. <laughs> and so he's like, you know, as you all know, Mash will never know peace unless we are able to defeat Innocent Zero. And he kind of gives fills us in on more backstory. And so he tells us um, he possesses not only the most powerful of personal magics, time, he now has my space magic as well, and he is using forbidden magic to increase his power. Calling in Innocent Zero the most powerful magic user in recorded history is no exaggeration. And he said there is more. He's guarded by Mash's five siblings, and each of them is a top class magic user, each of them equal in strength or greater to the headmaster himself. So that is freaking scary. And so, yeah, I I, <laughs> I I do wonder, though, like like these other siblings of MASH, are they all going to like it look as derpy as he does? Or are they all going to be like a little bit more detailed and stuff? Like that? So I'm, I'm curious to see when we encounter them and stuff later on. But um, but yeah, but yeah, the headmaster just like, you know, if nobody stops him, the, this will be the end, the end of the world. And so, yeah, he's like, our chance at victory is, is nearly zero. But, you know. We have an unstable element, you know, capable of toppling what is normal 
and that is MASH. And then, you know, just tell me, I know training has caused him to excel in the following instantaneous power, toughness, mental fortitude, and absurd strength. <laughs> um, that absurd strength will be the key to breaking the strongest of magics. And so, yeah. And so, uh, so then MASH flexing a bit, tell me, either I win or I lose. I've got a 50% chance. And these muscles have never lost. So that bumps me up to a hundred percent. And so, uh, so yeah, so that, that, that was that chapter. And so, uh, so pretty much they're talking about, you know, everybody's being all, you know, motivational, like, yeah, we want to do this because we all want to graduate together and stuff. And so, and so one of the guys is like, uh, but you know, the end of the end of the semester test is coming up soon. What what will you do? Because he says you're you're one feeling great away from expulsion, <laughs> and that's how chapter seventy three is. And so seventy four, pretty much is just them trying to do a bunch of like work studies and stuff with mash to where you know everybody's just kind of just like trying to to mentally train him and teach him and stuff, but he is just not having it. And so so yeah, so there there comes a moment to where uh. <laughs> to where when mash is being trained this dude so so yeah so he's going through you know the training and he has a moment where he freaks out he's like i can't i'll never be able to do this and then they're like it's not a matter of can or can't it's this or expulsion and then mash is like you guys are evil and then mash sitting there time is just passing by and then Mash just freaking just runs and jumps out the window. <laughs> and they're like, yo, he escaped. And so, uh, you know, so, they, but they, you know, they understand like, hey, you know, this is very tough on him. And so he, he ended up burying himself in the ground. And he's like, I'm letting the earth reclaim me. <laughs> so freaking Mash was so freaking great, man. And so, and so. He tells Finn, he's like, I'm sorry, Finn, studying is too hard. And then Finn is like, yo, that's not the mash that I know. The mash I know doesn't hesitate to take on even the most impossible opponents. And I want to graduate together with that mash. Let's try again. And he's like, and mash is like, okay, thank you, Finn. You know, he's like, it's like you said, that wasn't like me. I'll do my best <laughs> as he comes out of the ground just little moles just all over his body like actual like little rodent moles all over his body and so anyway so, yeah, so they proceed to take the test and so the day of the results the teacher is like mash you know you've done nothing you've been nothing but rebellious toward this school's education system and your grades are always awful i say i say you won't be here much longer but I see you can put in the the effort and occasion. And so she's like, your marks are not what I call praiseworthy, though. <laughs> and then he barely, he like barely scraped by on all his freaking uh grades and stuff, which is just so funny. But um, but yeah, so. So, yeah, so it said, you know, Mash received immeasurable help for the exam. The memories of his friends reminded him of something important. It is through the help of others that we are able to progress. And that is a beautiful message to end off that uh, that chapter of uh, of Mashal. And so let's roll right along. Let's do a uh, Sakamoto days uh, manga chapters 
34, yeah, 34 and 35, which are titled Wu-Tang and then Wu-Tang Part 2. So both of these had like some really cool, chill color pages. Um, I, I feel like through the, both of these chapters, like Sakamoto just gives me just the just the good vibes, the nice, calm dad energy that I need as a dad myself. And so, <laughs> so yeah, so basically these chapters kind of cover, there was a, uh, basically a former guard of, I can't remember the, the girl's name in the group. Uh, and so basically like one of her former family guards comes to, uh, to take her back because basically they find out that like, I guess like the head of the family passed away. So she's next in line. And so he comes up and tries to attack them while they're, while they're all eating um, lunch or whatever. And so he like pops up behind Sakamoto and tries to shoot him point blank range, freaking as as swift as Sakamoto is with a fork. He stops and grabs the bullet with a fork from point blank range. And so, yeah, and then, and then freaking flips the dude over onto the table. And so... The, the the guy basically you know he introduces himself tells the girl what the situation is and so basically they end up in a situation where they have to literally gamble for her life so he invites them to this underground casino and so basically it starts off with them playing uh basically just like it's like hey okay whichever group earns the most money in the night is who will end up with with the uh with the girl and so in the next chapter, chapter 34, no, 35. Um, sorry, so it ends up being a tie, and so they end up playing, uh, what's it called? It, uh, blackjack or poker, I think. And so, or just in general, like, like everybody playing their little games and stuff, whatever, was just so funny because cause Shen didn't know any rules to any card games, which admittedly I don't either. I never don't really play or have really ever played too many card games. Aside from solitaire, <laughs> but um, but yeah, and then uh, Sakamoto playing the the roulette game, and he is like you know like like the roulette table was rigged, but he flicked one of his like little poker chips to get the thing to go into the to the color he wants, and so uh so yeah so anywho, yeah things pretty much just end off with them in a uh in a game of old maid, and so. Yeah, I think it's the girl's name, Mina. I can't remember. But anywho, so yeah, so that more or less that that's more or less what's going on with with Sakamoto is that <laughs> they they are literally in in a poker game for for the girl's life. Like I said, which is just straight up just funny that they are that they are um, in that situation. But yeah, but but yeah, both both Marshall and Sakamoto just both give me just good vibes anytime I read them. And so I was very happy to read two chapters of both. So yeah, so ch check out both of those series. So let's move right along to, let's do a One Piece manga chapter 1022. So uh, titled, The Stars Take the Stage. And so, you know, once again, just shout out to Matt. Just somebody, you know, One Piece was epic. Can't wait to hear your reaction to that final page. So yeah, so bef before I get to that final page, so just kind of just like scrolling through the chapter. So it kind of just kind of like, gives us a perspective like what's going on all over the place and so we kind of you know get just get confirmation again that black maria who's who and sasaki have all been taken out by robin jimbe and frankie respectively 
Uh, we get a official timer that the floating island of Onigashima is about 15 minutes away from Wano mainland. And so then we move over to see a uh, Raizo versus Fukuro Kuju. Now this whole fight was just, <laughs> it, it was just funny for me to watch, especially when freaking Fukuro Kuju starts doing Nampo earlobe crackers just doing like 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 ninja techniques with his freaking earlobes which was just so freaking funny as him and Rizo like I said just like just battling out as Rizo is using his uh, freaking clone jutsu pulling some some classic Naruto as he's getting uppercut by earlobes <laughs> and so uh so yeah so they're doing their thing uh we move over to Killer versus Hawkins as let me see how many let's see so yeah so Hawkins has taken out or Killer has taken out it looks like a few of Hawkins like straw dolls but Hawk uh, Hawkins says you know um I pity those lives but while there while there are few left the real question is whose lives are they as when we cut over to Law and Kid standing against Big Mom, Kid kind of falls to his knee and he's like, Yo, like, where did this cut come from? As you basically learned that, like, one of the straw dolls that Hawkins has is attached to Killer, so ten or to, to, to Kid. And so, typically, that would mean that, like, okay, in order for a Killer to kill Hawkins, he would have to. And inadvertently kill kid so yeah I'm, I'm very curious to see uh how he kind of circumvents that because honestly i don't see kid dying but who knows but we move over to to the main event of the chapter freaking queen king and queen end up matching up with freaking uh zoro and sanji at the end but in the build-up to that we have a moment where, uh, you know, where, where Sanji got knocked back. Zoro still bandaged up. Marco looks like he's down for the count. And so Sanji gets up, just like kicks Queen in the chin. And so while this is going out, freaking Peril Sparrow standing on a cliff somewhere, <laughs> scoping out uh, Sanji trying to hit him as Nekomamushi comes in. As a uh, as a uh, Wanda them and Carrot be like yo that that's him boss um, and so Nekomamushi takes down or starts to fight uh, Parasparo and so during all of that uh, the samurai are trying to run away with Zoro's banished body as King comes in front of them and does an attack called. Uh, undying thistle imperial flame but he is blocked by none other than marco marco the phoenix as he says you know as marco says to king i've heard tales from long ago about a race of people atop the red wall who could burst into flames and here we have king of the wildfire and so I'm I'm very curious just like just like more definitive information about King and his race and stuff. But anywho, so uh so yeah, so they are both about to tag team Queen and King tag team Marco 
as he is like, as Marco's like, all right, I give up. I'm satisfied. That's it for me today. As we see Zoro's bandages start to rip open as Marco does the little hands on glasses, as he says, it's time for the stars to take stage. Oh, I freaking, I love that panel. <laughs> I love that panel. As we get freaking Zoro and Sanji both doing a combination of three star style purgatory on a and Diable Mouton Malet as they both land a big blow on King and Queen respectively. As the final part of the chapter, we have Zoro saying, hey, Twirly, once we conquer this battle, yeah, and Sanji continues, yeah, we're going to catch a glimpse of Luffy as King of the Pirates. Da-dum. Chapter ends. So yeah, so that, that was a freaking... Freaking awesome chapter. Uh, like I said, just just like a lot of cool stuff like peppered in throughout. But that very end though, with Zoro and and uh, Sanji about to fight off against the uh, king and queen. So yeah, so definitely a uh, very hype to see where things go from here with that. So let's keep trucking right along to My Hero Academia manga chapter three twenty three. That single step. And so for this, let me see. Let me just see a couple quick notes. So, uh, so last little comment from last comment from Matt, where he says, uh, you know, that new defense. Talking about for from my hero. I guess let me just kind of just go through the chapter in general, and then I'll kind of talk about their thoughts. So, so yeah. So pretty much we kind of go back to, you know, a flashback to where like the class is kind of discussing everything, as basically you know they're kind of like going through like what's going to happen. And so as they're discussing stuff with, with Principal Nezu, uh, Nezu reveals that, you know, to make a long story short, if an invasion were to begin at this very moment, no harm would come to the evacuees and or students. A vision incursion would not succeed. The UA barrier barrier is more than mere walls. The UA itself can travel. The grounds are partitioned like a board game. And each section um, is equipped with mechanisms that transform it into an underground emergency shelter. As we kind of like get this like freaking cool top-down view of the whole UA facility, as well as like all these like freaking underground network tunnels and stuff, whatever. And so, yeah, <laughs> as a as a dingy. Shoot, is his name? Dude, I forgot his name. The, the electric dude. He's like, it's like we're living in a giant robot anime. And he's like, you know, Nezu's like, however, it would all be for naught if the system itself were to crumble. And so they show like underground, like how the, basically how everything works or whatever. And he also talks about how, how Shiketsu was the first school or the first location to fortify the security system in this manner. And they've learned that, you know, uh, after they learned of the imposter, somebody impersonating a student, which is, when uh oh man Toga was impersonating uh Cami, and so so yeah, so he was just like you know it is just one of several other schools with hero courses that could provide a haven should we need to flee, and so yeah, and so pretty much <laughs> uh I'm trying to think uh cause cause uh Tokoyami was like you know this upgrade seems designed to deal with decay transmitting through objects 
but how could you have known at the time of the school festival how his quirk would evolve? And the Nestor's like, indeed, there was no existing evidence for such a thing. I relied on my intuition because we know he is freaking smart. As he is like, that is why I covered the expenses myself out of my pocket. <laughs> Which, you know, uh, Matt kind of comments. He's like, no, the new defense system is really cool. And he's like, and the principal is rich? <laughs> yeah, man, I, I agree with you. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Principal Nazu got, got them deep pockets for real to, to pay for all that. And so, uh, but yeah, so we kind of continue on as like a lot of the, you know, the, the evacuees and stuff in the shelter continue to shout and scream at Deku and the kids as far as like, you know, having, you know, having one for all makes him a no move, right? As we see Deku's mom running to the crowd, through the crowd, somebody stay back, be careful. As we see like little Coda, the kid looking scared in the background and stuff, um, and yeah, as we see like like videos of like people, somebody made a video talking about a theory video. <laughs> Sugar Rocky is after a UA student. Um, what on earth or or all for one and one for all? And so yeah, so yeah, so that goes on. And then Gina steps up and he's like, you know, I'm the one who made the proposal about Deku coming back. And then pretty much, you know, the civilians still just aren't hearing it. They don't care. As they keep on talking like 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 you losers failed and let. Japan turned into this lawless wasteland and now you failed again and you're out here telling us to pay the price for more of your mistakes and so as everybody's screaming Deku's danger sense is just going off like crazy and so you know that unease spreads until it explodes as we see Deku's mom crying and stuff as Ochiko jumps over everybody and floats up to the top of the UA building as she shouts out with a megaphone saying you know Izuku Midoriya has a special power in him. And somebody in the crowd is like, yeah, good for him. <laughs> and she's like, you don't get it. He left school in the first place because he didn't want to make any trouble for anyone. We were the ones who brought him back here. No, that power of his, yeah, is really special. It's a power that exists to be all for one. That's why they're after him. That's why he had to leave this place. He left and went through who knows what out there. Just look at him, you know. And it's like, more than anyone, he wishes he could fix everything. You're looking at a guy who could be attacked at any second, but continues to move forward. So really look at him, please, as the crowd finally calms down. As we get to see the little, like, dear fox girl from the beginning of this arc. And she's like, hey, it's him, the boy who saved me. And then uh, Ochiko just continues saying, like, special powers are one thing, but there's no such thing as a special person. As, yeah, she just continues to plead with the people as, you know, as Bakugo says, you know, we're here to uh, to step in when you can't handle it alone. And then Principal Nezu is like, that single step feels like an impossible journey. And I believe once someone takes that, unli that unlikely step and carves a path, the ultimate hero will rise up. One who surpasses even Yagi. Yes, even All Might himself. As uh, we just see Ochiko standing on the roof, just pleading with the crowd. And so, yeah, that was like another another awesome chapter. As uh, I want to bring in one last comment from uh, from Lion underscore Hobbies of a Man. Or his Twitter handle is at Hobbies of a Man. Um, go check him out. He's another awesome dude that does manga reviews and stuff as well on his YouTube channel. But his comment says, MHA 323 was great. 
love Ochako's personal growth and how she's being shown as a product of her own sense of justice. Her being inspired by Deku slash desire to be there for him. Strong character that kids with less assertive uh, personalities can emulate and develop inner strength from. So I agree with you, Mr. Lion. Um, so yeah, so that, that was like, so just a very awesome chapter and just excited to see like where things go from here. So let's see. Ooh, yes. So last one we'll talk about for today, probably, um, is the Hunter's Guild Red Hood manga chapter seven titled The Iron Works. So I I am freaking loving the series so freaking much. <laughs> and we're only seven chapters in, but I am already freaking loving it. So, you know, we're so it starts off, you know, we're a week after Velu and Grim them left the destroyed Hamlet village as they finally arrive to basically the the mobile fortress camp known as the Iron Works. And we get introduced to the Iron Works conductor slash instructor uh, nicknamed Hot-Blooded Debonair. And she is a big woman. A big, very fit woman. Kind of reminds me of, uh, of uh, for anybody that's seen, uh, shoot. What's that show? Uh, shoot, it says Isekai. Hold on. Okay, uh, Jobless Reincarnation. The uh, the 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 big wolf chick at the end of season one of uh, of Jobless Reincarnation. She reminds me of her. And so, uh, but yeah, so so yeah, so very very thick, very tall, big, strong woman. So. She is basically the head of this facility. She's the head trainer, the head conductor. So she introduces herself, you know, or, you know, to everybody. And so, uh, and so, yeah, so she tells, you know, uh, Debonair there, or Graham tells Debonair that she has three camp hopefuls, you know, and she reintroduces the, the brother and sister duo that, you know, they had failed previously, but she, they're going to try again, again now with Velu. And so, yeah, so here we go. So, yeah, so there, so they came here or whatever, and we get introduced to some more cool characters as well. And we also get a little bit more background on the facility. So, um, the Hunter Candidate Railed Training Facility Number 21, more popularly called the Camp Fortress Iron Works, a mobile training center. It's only passengers or those who hope to join the Hunters Guild. Candidates board at Borderport, the only station on the line. The trip to the Hunters Guild headquarters takes three months. For its full duration, the passengers undergo a hellish training program. So they're on this freaking thing for three months. And so it says a conductor and instructor debonair starts them at square one, building their bones, their bodies, disciplining their minds and teaching them the basic skills they need as hunters. Only those who can handle her strict training regimen earn the right to arrive at Hunters Guild headquarters and become a hunter. And so, yeah, so the whistle blows, we get a shot at some thick cheeks <laughs> as she does this badass pose in the mo in the middle as everybody is like, you know, you know, every like doing like all the checkoffs so everything's clear. And they start off 
And so he's like, attention all passengers. The conductor will now offer her greetings. This is Debonair, your connector. Today, like every day, our destination is Hunter's Guild HQ, on-site Citadel, the island you won't find on any map. You know, we've got no stops on the way. If you want to get off, I'll give you a boat. But you have to row it yourself. That is all. And so, yeah, so they began training part one as we began to start meeting some new characters, one of which um, is named uh, Bike Joe Bonkers. <laughs> and he has a freaking, uh, what's the dude, the early villain from One Piece? Uh, is it Captain Morgan's? The guy that kind of has like, like the kind of like metal plate for his jaw, Axe Morgan, I think. Um, he looks like him or he has the jaw like him as... <laughs> It is just so funny because of his name, because he talks to the to the to the siblings. He's like Tilty and Milty. I didn't see you last trip, and then uh, the brother is like bonkers, <laughs> which is just so funny. He's he looks super serious, but the guy's name is so funny. But um, but yeah. So I don't know how many times. Do 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 do. Let's see. Do do do. Trying to think. Sorry, I was just trying to make sure I didn't miss anything. So yeah, so yeah, so Bonkers says this is my fifth shot at the camp. So so that makes me your senior as he's talking to Velu, and then Velu's like, then you failed four other times, <laughs> and then you know. So uh, so yeah, so he's you know, to me like 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 you gotta be jacked like me if you stand a chance. Da, 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 da. As we also see like this old man saying that you know he's very serious about this as you know bonkers is making fun of him and stuff saying because he's too old to become a hunter and the old man is like hey a werewolf took my family i want to become a hunter and get revenge for them as we learn his name is bremen and so yeah so i always love like series like this where we kind of like kind of like reminds me like early hunter hunter where we get introduced to certain characters that we know like okay you're getting a title card so you're probably gonna be a reoccurring character later on and so, uh, so yeah, so, so yeah, so Velu goes and extends his hand of friendship to the old guy, whatever. And so, yeah, so the training starts, they're doing all types of like physical fitness stuff, cleaning, different, you know, learning how to use weapons, all this stuff. And so we kind of, you know, time lapses that we, as we start to see like, okay, you know, people are giving up. We seeing the boats leave, rowboats leaving the, the fortress, as you know, Velu, I don't know how much time has passed so far, but we already see him constantly getting, getting a little bit chiseled. As you know, we see, you know, just saying, like, you know, train like your life depends on it for three months. Take that squishy body and heart of yours and transform it into steel. As you know, uh, oh, yeah, so yeah, they've been on here for a week now. And so Velu is looking pretty tired and defeated as he's trying to eat this, you know, this big calorie meal. Um, and he happens to look out the window or he hears like, he hears like something like splash in the water and he looks out the window and he sees the old man, the old man, um, Bremen on a boat rowing away as they make eye contact. And the old man just kind of like hangs his head down as he's rowing away. And then, uh, bonkers is like, huh, haven't seen grandpa around lately. Figured he figured he wouldn't last. And then Velu comes back and he begins to eat. And he's like, I don't have time to feel down. Not that it matters if I do. I'm going to become a hunter. And so, like I mentioned a while ago, I have a feeling we're going to encounter this Brayman game, uh, man again. Because 
I, I don't feel like that, that, that the author would have taken the time to give him a title card, you know, if and to specifically name him if, oh, hey, he's just some random dude that was here for like a few pages out of the whole chapter. We're never going to see him again. I highly doubt that. Now, we get to a very big twist for this chapter. So, on the horizon or like or like off the coast. Well, look who is spying. We see the witch Cinderella, and I can't remember what the what the giant uh lichen werewolf's name was, but Cinderella asks him, she's like, "Do you think he'll get stronger?" And he's like, "Velo, you mean?" And it's like, uh, "Don't get your hopes up. No matter how much uh we set the stage for him, he's still merely a stand-in." He doesn't have what it takes to be the star, which I'm like, okay, what does that mean? And uh, Cinderella's like, still, everything's riding on him, right? And you work so hard to raise him as, boom, boom. We get this freaking big ass reveal that the freaking mayor from the town is still alive. Like I said, as, as Cinderella's like, and you work so hard to raise him. Isn't that right, Mr. Mayor? So... What the hell is going on? Why why is the mayor here? Why is the mayor with the witch and the giant werewolf? Like who who is this dude? And so something else interesting I thought about too whatever. Wait a second. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. It just dawned on me. Hold on. Okay, so sorry about that. So I paused real quick because for a brief moment. It clicked in my brain. I was like, wait a second. We're seeing the mayor here. The old man that got off the boat was right. We saw the old man leave the boat right before we saw the mayor is alive. I thought I was like, like, wait, was it the same person? I don't know. Or is that just a mere coincidence that this like seemingly feeble old man leaves the boat, leaves the competition. And then we see the mayor again. I do wonder if they might be related somehow or have some type of connection because I just feel like it's very odd that like of all the characters they got named that left that we see the old man uh Brennan shoot what was his name? Bremen. We see him right before we see the mayor again. So uh yeah, very curious about that. But anywho, but I am very excited for the potential of what this final part of this chapter could mean because yeah, it, it yeah, it, it is just fascinating because this series has done so good of like, okay, like hey, we we are, we have a general setup for like, okay, how things are gonna go for a while. It's like okay, we're gonna be on this uh, on in this fortress for the next few months, training and stuff, whatever. But we keep getting these pieces of bigger picture stuff, like we got like when when the Cinderella and the werewolf do first destroy the village, and now. Not only do we see them again just observing from a distance, but they are with the freaking mayor. And so I am like, and, and I'm just so curious, like, what does all this stuff mean that they're talking about? Like, you know, he doesn't have what it takes to be the star. Everything's riding on him and you work so hard to raise him. So is Vaylu supposed to be like the vessel for something or like what what exactly is going on? That That's what I want to know. And so, yeah, it's, it's it's stuff like that that makes me so excited about this series and so excited to talk about this series. Um, so, yeah, so Hunter's Guild, um, Hunter's Guild Red Hood, 
manga chapter seven really 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 great stuff so yeah so think that might do it for manga talk so let's go ahead and take one last little break and then we're gonna come back for the main topic and then wrap it up for tonight all right so for today's main topic i wanted to just kind of just uh i guess like just talk about a mix of giving somebody or or i guess like helping to boost somebody's idea hobby passion or whatever to another level whether it be your kids your spouse siblings family member close friend whatever the case may be um and yeah so the the, the thing that kind of is bringing this kind of up is that you know like like i mentioned before you know lately I've, I've been doing a lot of thinking a lot of researching because I want to I want to take myself I want to take this podcast and everything that I do to a higher level you know because I I feel like I see the potential there I feel like I have certain pieces in place I just need some extra stuff to surround it to boost it up to a whole new a whole nother level a whole nother plane and so I do have stuff that I am working on that I'm very excited about and that I can't talk about yet, but I do have some stuff in the works, some ideas in the works um, of things that I want to do and add on and stuff, whatever to kind of help, you know, what I'm doing to, like I said, just get to that other level. And so with that being said, you know, I have, like I said, I've, like I said, just the different stuff I've been reading, watching, and, and researching, whatever. So one one thing in particular, and, and I think I might have mentioned his name briefly or whatever, but one particular channel I've been following a lot in like the last couple of weeks for sure, super strong and heavy, is it's a, cha- it's a channel called uh, David Never Sleeps, and his podcast is called Social Proof Podcast. And so basically it's just like him talking, interviewing lots of other business owners, entrepreneurs that do a whole host of stuff, you know, people that know, of course, the usual stuff like real estate and uh, stuff like that and cryptocurrency and stuff. But people that has, you know, made crazy successful stuff from clothing and branding lines to music to technology to, you know, speaking events, so on and so forth. Um, vending machine businesses, all trucking business, all that different stuff. So but listen to that or whatever and so it kind of is, is like i said it's got in my mind thinking differently and so so something else that i probably have talked about before and i hope i've talked about before is so my wife you know she for like a year now whatever she's uh started her own like little like side business um of making and selling selling jewelry jewelry um jewelry made from uh, different gems and stones, um, like crystal stones. Um, and so she's basically, she's wanting to take that to the next level. And she had, she, she took those big steps this weekend, which I am extremely proud of. And so I guess, I guess I'll just up, up front, her Instagram name is raining crystals with a Z. I'll put, I'm gonna have a link in the description box so hey if you want to check that out if you know you have a sister a mom a friend whoever they might be interested in that stuff 
please point them to my wife's direction and she'll help you out. But, um, but yeah, so, so yeah, so my wife, like I said, she has taken, she took some very big steps and I'm very proud of her in doing this because I know she has really bad anxiety. And so to the point to where she almost like, she almost didn't do it, but she took a very big step. And so across the street from where we live, you know, there's like a little convenience store, I think like a little church thing or something, the laundromat and a bar. So people have, you know, set up stuff there before, you know, selling like lemonade and stuff, whatever. So she and my oldest son, they went across the street. Um, she took a table. She set out, you know, some of her pieces to sell. And she did pretty good for a few days. For her first day, she was out there for a handful of hours. And that, like I said, just kind of like she she took that big, important step. Like we talked about before, taking that first step. And so that was like her first step to like, okay, yes, I can do this. And people are interested because she, she was surprised by the variety of people that were wanting and buying stuff. You know, men, women, all different shapes, sizes, everything in between. And she, yeah, she sold a whole bunch of stuff. And so she took it to the next step to where Sunday she went downtown. There was like a, uh, some area or something, whatever, where people set up or whatever pretty frequently. And so she went downtown and she set up shop there too, whatever her and my son. And once again, she did really good. She networked, made lots of connections. And now she set up to go to a bigger event um, next weekend or whatever. So that's very awesome. Now her doing that had kind of like sparked at least some interest with my daughters. So my twin daughters, they, uh, they have been, they have recently started making their own jewelry stuff, but they're doing it with these kind of like, uh, I don't know like what exactly they're called, but basically they're like, they're like different, like little, like colorful, stretchy, like rubber band things with clips and like little charms and stuff. So basically they've been making like little bracelets, rings, all that stuff. And so early last week, you know, I, uh, you know, me and me and them was talking and they were like, uh, I think it was Monday night. I believe they were like, uh, one of them was like, Hey, you know, uh, we've been making these, you know, for our friends and da, 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 da. And so I just kind of, I planted the idea in their minds. I was like, I was like, cool. Cause like I said, I know they've been, cause they do it all day making these bracelets or whatever, you know, just for fun. But I just put the idea. I was like, y'all can probably sell these and make some money. And they were like, huh? Really? And I was like, yeah, I said, I said, I said, honestly, I said, even, even if it's just for a dollar, you know, I'm like, try it out. So <laughs> little did I know that they would take my advice and implement it almost immediately. Cause like I said, you know, I put the idea out there and I was just like, Hey, maybe at some point later on, they'll maybe do it. Tell me why I come on from work the next day and they're like, Hey, guess what? Like what? Like we saw some bracelets today. I'm like, Oh, awesome. Cool. I'm thinking like, you know, oh, they got a few bucks or whatever. Like, cool. How much, how much y'all make? They're like 20 bucks. <laughs> they made $20, $20 or $21 their first day selling. And I'm like, yo, that is freaking awesome. And so, um, of course they didn't, they only had like a little bit of stuff, or whatever. Cause like I said, they've been kind of just doing it for fun. And so my wife took them, they restocked and got a bigger kit or whatever. And then the following day, uh, wasn't no, no, no. So, so they sold those. 
well, they came on the first day with 20, made twenty dollars, and so but they also told me they're like, hey, we also have somebody already put in an order for ten dollars worth more for the next day, so they already had pre-orders, so to speak, <laughs> for these bracelets, and so I'm like, yo, this is this is like super dope. I am like super proud of y'all, and so yeah, the following day, along with that, no, that uh, that pre-allotted or that pre-requested ten dollars worth. They basically sold $20 again overall. So I'm like, okay, $20 two days in a row. And then they, they did it again um, on Friday when I came home. Okay, this was yeah, Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, something or whatever. I can't remember. But, uh, but anywho, they came home again and made another $20. And so like, like, yeah, like they, they first week, <laughs> they easily cleared 60 plus dollars selling these bracelets and like i said they're selling them for like a dollar a pop and so so what they did so they they sold those for a dollar and they started they came out with some they started doing some new ones of uh some glow-in-the-dark ones i was like um one of my daughters when they they was like they was like should we probably sell these for more the same i was like yeah more (laughs) and so we you know did like two dollars a piece for those and they sold all those. So, so yeah, so but anyway, like, 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 so like the main crux of this was just me just saying, Hey, encourage somebody, you know, like, like, like I said, like sometimes just give them that little push, that little push, plant the seed, the little idea in their mind of like, Hey, you know, while, Hey, it, there, there's nothing wrong with somebody doing something just because they love doing it or just for fun. But Sometimes people don't know or don't think about the potential of something that they're doing, they're making or whatever. Because like I said, my daughters, they just making braces for everybody for fun or whatever. But it's like, hey, y'all probably could, you know, sell them or whatever. And they did. Now, with that being said, <laughs> you know, I, I did have, you know, we have had a talk with them or I had a talk with them. And just trying to make sure they're, that their minds are in the right mindset for this. Of like, hey, got to make sure we are handling the money properly. You know, that's everything from like storing it to make sure you're not carrying all your money on you at all times. So we have a little system towards like, hey, I, they have they have like a little bag that I keep tucked away. Um, that I keep tucked away somewhere to where like, hey, they, you know, whatever money that they don't need for whatever. I take that and I'm tucking it away and saving it. And we're documenting how much money they're making, what they're having to spend on repurchasing and restocking on supplies and stuff. And so, yeah, like I said, just trying to teach them like, like early business, best business practices. And so, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So they started this little business or whatever. And, and I told them like, Hey, this is y'all's thing. Cause at first, at first, you know, they, they were calling me like, hey, I'm the boss of the company. Da, da, da. I'm like, no, I'm like, if anything, I may be like y'all's manager, but I'm like, y'all are the bosses. Y'all are the y'all are the co-bosses of this company. This is y'all's. You know, I said I said me and mommy are just here for support. But I'm like, y'all are the ones making the stuff. Y'all are the ones doing the actual work. And so, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's just been fun. You know, like when we have our little business meetings every other day or whatever we kind of just talk about like okay hey how did things go today and stuff and uh because uh the other day <laughs> they they were like hey yeah we made you know 20 something dollars but then the money that they put on my counter i'm like it was like 
10 11 dollars i'm like yo this a bit short for for 20 dollars and so but they told me that they like like they ended up buying some snacks and stuff at school they brought their brother some snacks so i'm like oh okay that's fine you know, like so i'm just making sure you know y'all know where stuff is going but um but yeah so like i said it's just been fun just like i said just like teaching them and just seeing the passion of them just like hey cool okay we are doing this and we're making money off of it or whatever we're doing it doing it for a reward but of course i did kind of like remind them at the like that first day i was like hey remember you know do this for fun you know above all else you know because i don't want them to just like solely just get fixated on just like the money aspect of it which you know though as 11 year olds freaking you made 60 dollars in a week <laughs> that's you know freaking wild um but yeah so that that part has been fun and like i said just just me planning that idea on top of them getting inspiration to want to do it from my wife doing it and stuff um so yeah so i don't know like i, I had thought about maybe eventually making them like an instagram page or something you know just kind of like help you know, help them out or whatever, just to like to just kind of like grow and expand it. And me helping them with this, like I said, is also kind of just helping me, you know, just like, okay, just like getting in practices, that business focused mindset and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's just super awesome. So like I said, just, just go out there, you know, like I said, just, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, make a suggestion to somebody like, hey, you do a really cool thing, you know, hey, maybe you should make a shirt. Maybe you should you know, um, do this, do that, tweak this, tweak that, um, and stuff. So, cause yeah, cause, cause my daughters, they already have like a whole like product line in mind. Um, cause like I said, they mainly had like the bracelets and one of my daughters started making like little like actual rings. Um, and then, um, and then they talk about like, like they're going to be doing like ankle bracelets, little choker necklaces, all the like they have like a whole thing like hey all right we're gonna like do like a little bundle for like you know three dollars you know you get two bracelets and a ring and then like the big package the five dollar one you're gonna get like a, one choker one ankle one bracelet one ring so they have like a whole <laughs> a whole idea and plan in place and so i i am here to support them in in their endeavors and stuff but um yeah <laughs> uh so yeah, so like I said, just just everybody in the household is doing their best. We're doing our best to to thrive and to to get to get to greater heights because yeah, because like I said, especially especially after this whole air conditioning incident this weekend, I am I am on a path of a year from now. I do not want to be in this house anymore or in this apartment anymore. I want to be somewhere else. Hopefully, preferably, an actual nice, cozy home. But that is why I am, you know, while, yes, I am still doing this podcast for fun, like I said at the beginning, but like I've also said before, opportunity. I see the opportunity for for my podcast, for what I'm doing with this to grow and to be much more, you know. Um, you know, not saying it'll ever become like, Hey, number one podcast in the world or whatever, but who knows where this might can go. And so the podcast is kind of like my centerpiece. This is my baby, you know, for 
this adventure I am starting to embark on. Cause like I said, I'm doing my doing my walks and stuff more regularly throughout the week where I'm going. I'm putting on my podcast. Sometimes it's fun podcast. Sometimes it's like, no, I need some thought provoking motivational stuff um, to make sure my brain is staying hungry and I'm staying, you know, hungry to want to succeed, to do better, to be better. And now seeing that spread to my whole household, to where it's like, okay, my wife is getting out there. She's making moves. She's doing things and seeing my precious freaking daughters stepping up, stepping out, doing their thing, you know? And so, and heck, even like, even like with my oldest boy, going out with my wife and him kind of getting exposed to this whole other world, all these new people and stuff. It's, it's very beautiful, very awesome. And so, yeah, so as a family, we are all working to better ourselves. And as head of the family, I am doing my best to work myself to push better, to be better, to go further beyond, you know, where, where we are now. Um, because, you know, the, 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 the biggest limits, the biggest obstacles we have a lot of times is ourselves. And so, you know, uh, a couple of things, like, like I said, like, like that has been like so great for me is listening to the, to the David never sleeps stuff, whatever. Like he years ago, he had like some like smaller things he was doing before he got as big as what he is now. Um, and his name is David Shans, but I'm like to look up David never sleeps on YouTube, but and, and this is all feeding back to what I was just talking about, like, like just changing the mindset. He did. He some years back, whatever, he went to a high school and he talked to some kids and he put them in groups of five. And he was like, hey, I want y'all to come up with a business plan to make ten thousand dollars in a month. And so the kids you know, came up with ideas and they kind of like piece together, whatever. And so along in this conversation, he said something that like really stuck with me as far as like sometimes you know, people, we get so fixated, you know, as far as like, okay, hey, I need to make this amount or I need to reach this number. And so we get so fixated on that giant number in this case was, okay, I need to make 10,000 in a, this in the next month. 10,000 is a giant number. It can be very intimidating, but he was like, well, instead of looking at it as I need to make 10,000 in, in the next month, how much do you do you need to make today? Because you know, you so worried about what you got to do a month from now or have done in a month from now, how much do you need to start doing today to get you to that 10,000? And so he broke it down and it ended up being $333. So if you made $333 every day for a month, you make $10,000. Blew my mind. Honestly, like I said, it's, it's so simple, but we all or everybody might not see and look at things that way like he explained it and then he broke it down even further of like okay there is you know a handful of y'all in the group and y'all need to make 333 dollars i think it was like seven people in one particular group and he's like okay i need to make 333 dollars how much does each person in the group need to make and so yeah. And so, yeah. So for, for this example, he's like, okay, seven of y'all and y'all, y'all need to make $333 today. How much does each person needs to make? And it ended up being $47. And so he was like, for example, okay, if, if you sell, if you, if, if y'all have a clothing line and y'all sell t-shirts for $25, then pretty much everybody in the group 
just needs to sell at least two t-shirts a day for the next month. And if, if all seven people sell at least minimum two t-shirts a day, which is be about 50 bucks, then you would have $2,000 in a month. That was freaking wild when he broke that crap down for me, <laughs> you know? And, 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 and another important thing that he talked to me about too, whatever, or not talked to me about, Lord, <laughs> mentioned as well, he did another thing where he's talking about like how people are so fixated on having multiple streams of income or, or basically trying to start multiple streams of income at the same time. And like his example was like, oh, hey, okay, hey, you know, you're, you're podcasting. Oh, hey, you know, you have, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, you, 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 you know, do cooking. Okay. Hey, you do this. Oh, you're also a mechanic. And so he's like, okay, you have four different things that you're trying to spin up and make money from, uh, simultaneously, but you're basically giving like 25% of your attention to each of these things. Whereas you do one thing, you hone and make that one thing very good. Then that one thing will spawn off other streams of income and so that is something like i have been trying to focus on and like because because i've had so many crazy ideas for like stuff i want to do sometimes some things i want to tackle or whatever but it's like no robert i need to focus i need to get what i'm doing now with like example like my podcast and the youtube content creation stuff in general i need to get this stuff tightened up and on a better schedule before i try to go run out and do you know some of this other stuff i was thinking about doing so for example his example was he started off everything. He started off with the clothing brand. Then he wrote a book or hold on. He started off a clothing brand. Then he wrote a book talking about how he became successful with his clothing brand. Well, then from his book that turned into a podcast. So now he's doing a pot or his podcast spawned off of him talking about how he became business selling uh, successful selling shirts. So Mace uh, did the shirt thing, wrote a book about it. Now he's doing a podcast talking about how to grow your business and all that stuff. And so it's like multiple streams of income that spawned off of this one thing he focused on, which was the clothing brand. But anywho, like so I'm going a little bit long and I kind of uh, went off on a little tangent for a little, little small tangent. But like so I, I feel like it was something that just kind of needed needed to be just added on you know to to this conversation like i said that i mentioned about like what my what my wife and my uh and 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 our awesome twin girls are doing and so yeah um i think that's pretty much gonna do it for for what i have to say for this episode so i think we'll just go ahead and just go round up this episode so i can get in bed <laughs> all right and that's going to do it for this week's episode of Dad Needs to Talk. <laughs> I know I probably went a bit long on this one, but hey, I feel like it was a great show. So as always, thank you for listening. Make sure if you're not already to subscribe to the podcast on whatever streaming service you listen to. I should be on all of them. If I am not on a streaming service that you want me to be on, let me know and I'll do my best to make sure I am there for you. So yeah, go Follow me on Twitter at Dad Needs to Talk. Same thing on Instagram, Dad Needs to Talk Podcast. And go to my YouTube channel, Dad Needs to Talk YouTube channel. Subscribe to the channel so you catch all the awesome stuff that I'm doing over there as well. 
And if you forget any of that stuff, just always remember, you can always go to dadneedstotalk.com because that is the central hub for everything that I do. So if you need to know the links to Twitters, Instagram, whatever streaming service, yeah, go there and check me out and support the show. So, so yeah, so I think that's going to do it because I hear... It is past midnight, and I think I hear Mr. Bash creeping outside my door. So I need to go see why he is not in bed <laughs> and head to bed myself. But y'all have an awesome week, an awesome day, and be safe out there. Go buy some manga, and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye and peace.